This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Get out of town. Welcome to the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast from Liveberg Studios in Glenshaw. Check them out, livebergstudios.com. Our producer, Ben Stonium, is with us as well. I'm Tad Whistle. I'm John Binley. John, I, who do you have over there with you? Oh, this. This is, a, this is a guy, this is a fan of the show. He wanted to come on today tell his story. Hey, Tad. It's me. My name's Roger. I just got back from Miami. Me and my buddies. We drove. <laughs> we drove. It was horrible. Oh my god, there were no points in the second half. It meant nothing. Or worst game of my my life. And then the car broke down. We my grandma's a place in Fort Lauderdale. I didn't know how far that was from the stadium. To attack of Iloa. Jesus Christ! <laughs> This is the worst game of your life. I mean, you look pretty oh. aged. You must have seen a lot of games in your day. Oh, I'm 26 years old. <laughs> I, I tell you what, that game took years off my life. I mean, I'm still still a young man, but... Uh... All right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh... Oh, poor Roger's head fell off. We, uh... We're all Roger. Good you, lord. You want me to talk about this? You want you ready to talk <laughs> about this? Is that what you this? want? Is that what you want? Sicko. Who do you got there with you? Who's that? This is Philip, my high counsel. You rat bastard. Yeah. It's pretty terrifying. Yeah. But he is skilled in the art of war and military tactics. Is he qualified? I, this is a brave part reference. I'm not sure it's going to land, but I really I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. If we can't get the simple joy of Bringing up Braveheart whenever we want, then what's the point of Who doing, we doing this, this dumb for, show? Right? right? <sighs> yeah, man. Um, we did not win the game. No, no, we did not. We're two and five. Crazy. I haven't to... said that out loud. Yet. You haven't said it out loud. No, we are two and five. I said it while driving today, That's just like dangerous. said it to myself. Two and five. Then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> two, why? Two and five. Why wouldn't I just? Why wouldn't I just? Choo-choo, yeah, you know. Yeah. What's um what what do I have going on? What's so special about me? Right. Mr. Podcast Boy. Podcast Boy, uh Rat Boy. Yeah. For me I don't know. Winnable game. Winnable Oh, oh, then that's and that's the whole thing. The So winnable. All we need is a touchdown. 7 points. Does it here? And surely I mean we have 30 minutes to get it. Mhm. And one of the more annoying things, uh, an underrated annoying thing, is that some son of a bitch hit the block pull at half and at final. Right. That's the only. Those are the only people that some are okay with the guy. Steelers' loss yeah. right now. Sixteen ten. 
ugly game. I mean, that first drive, it looked like the Dolphins were going to just light us up, and it was going to be Buffalo all over again. And then, um, you know, we battled back, felt alive, did just enough to really make you stay up and watch the whole thing on a work night, on a school night, right? <laughs> you love that. Um, and it was a night of horrors. It was the night of a thousand dropped interceptions. Yeah. Rob Zombie. House of a thousand <laughs> dropped interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. He may as well have directed that for mm. me. I think the the interceptions thing, Mike Tomlin said it well after the game and at the press conference, like my son could have caught that shit. My baby son. <laughs> Is that what he said? I didn't watch the press conference. No, oh, okay. essentially. No, yeah. I mean they were they had four interceptions, and we like Stone Cold dropped four interceptions. The Cam Sutton pick, my God, the Cam Sutton non pick, the Terrell Edmonds one, right well, in the but, chest, through the. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I expected Cam Sutton to catch that. Uh, Terrell Edmonds, I'm you like, are a Cam Sutton guy. You've been carrying the water for Cam Sutton. Terrell Edmonds, I'm like, I'm just glad you were in position to, yeah, give a flutter in my heart. <laughs> So what do we do now? We're still on the road this weekend in Philadelphia, and then the bye week, which means, uh, I don't know, maybe a little more time to get right, to let things settle and reclaim home field advantage. But in the interim, it means that Acrisure Stadium is not being used, and... You know, if we're talking about bringing in a high-profile offensive coordinator next year, they're yeah. going to need money. I don't think the Roonies are hard up, but they are sensible. Right, they're good business sensible people. Sensible business people. Right. And uh, we were able to um, kind of get the first glimpse at a new venture they're rolling out at Acrisure Stadium. Take a listen. It's spooky season, Pittsburgh. Ghouls, goblins, and horrors beyond your wildest imagination await you on the North Shore. This Hallow's Eve, there's only one haunted house terrifying enough to charge 30 bucks to park. Trick or treat yourself to the Acra Scare House at Acra Shore Stadium. Your night of frights begins at Gate B, but you won't be alone. You'll be accompanied by our concierge of the unknown, Mike. What's up? You'll follow Mike through the Spookacola Great Hall, meandering through the decaying artifacts of a once successful franchise. But beware, danger lurks within the ruins. Look out, it's a dude in a Vontaze Perfect jersey with a chainsaw. And the quack doctor that stabbed Tyrod Taylor in the lung. And he's got Kenny Pickett on an operating table. There's even a guy with sores all over his face asking to bum a cigarette. Hey, you got a heater I could get, buddy? Hey, buzz off, freeloader. From there, you'll travel through the fog of fat clouds from my vape to the Jumbotron, where you'll rewatch the humiliating 38-3 loss to the Bills. <coughs> Finally, you'll take a short shuttle to the epicenter of paranormal activity in Pittsburgh for a very Steelers seance. We're going to dick around with a Ouija board at Tequila Cowboy in the exact spot on the floor where Todd Haley fell down. The Acra Scare House at Acra Shore Stadium. Dear spirit world, what really happened to Antonio Brown? Jalen Warren didn't urinate down his leg, but you might. I think that might be worth going to. Ooh. 
Scary. Might be worth checking out. A, uh, a, I have two big moments for me as a child going to haunted houses. Uh, when I was in like first grade at St. Bede, um, the eighth graders, they like let them make turn a room into a haunted house maze type what thing. What could possibly go wrong? Exactly. So you go through, it's a bunch of jump scares. It's like a cardboard box tunnel. And then you get out at the very end and there's this open area. And uh, this eighth grader wearing like a, you know, some random mask. I'll never forget it as long as I live. He grabbed my hand and he he said, stick your hand in my throw up. And he jammed it into like one of those big burner trays filled with cream corn. It was so gross. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was gross. He physically... He grabbed my hand no and, and jammed it into a thing that felt exactly like barf. Crazy that that guy's a city councilman, though. It's possible. You know, Halloween's a special time, John, because this is the time of the of year when we all come together as a society and celebrate uh, the greatest moment in cinema. Of course, I'm referring to the time... Dan Aykroyd was filleted by that ghost in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, watched the movie over a dozen times between the ages of six. Six and <laughs> seventeen. And didn't it didn't really land. You know, it's like they do stuff like that in kids' movies. And I know Ghostbusters was kind of a I don't know, it wasn't a, a kids movie per se, but I don't know. I I think it's funny when they work in stuff for the adults, but that was that was really for a niche <laughs> audience. The Ghost Fellatio, uh, which is a great blues band, by the way. Ghost Fellatio. Ghost Fellatio. Check them out on Spotify. Mm-hmm. I think they played uh, Moon Dogs. Kind of like rootsy, authentic, rugged Ghost mm-hmm. Fellatio. Yeah, um, they've got like a really Delta kind of sound. Um, Hard nosed. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea that Harold Ramos was like, listen, I want to make this movie, but I'm not going to do it if I if I can't create art. Mm-hmm. And for you to cut out the ghost fellatio scene is just, it, it goes against every, it's all of my core beliefs. Yeah, is that, it's the first one, right? Is it the first ghost? Yeah. Okay, because like, and it kind of makes sense, right? Because you figure you let out. <laughs> oh, it makes sense. You, makes let out, you let out all the ghosts, right? There's bound to be one ghost that gets out, and she's like, you know what I want to do? I don't want to turn around in a taxi cab and scare people. I don't want to wreak havoc at a local dining establishment. Mm -hmm. I want to find Dan Aykroyd in the prone position in his bed and offer him physical love. The so way, many questions left. The wait a long time for this, right? <laughs> you know, it's it's good that they left it open ended. Anyways, Ugh, we sometimes we get lost. We in get the hung moment. up on that. It's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. But it is happy Dan Aykroyd Ghost BJ Day to all who who celebrate. Yeah, it is that time of year, John, when you know there's that chill in the air, the rustling of the leaves, the weird leaf smell. If you're like me, a former landscaper, when those leaves start falling, you're like, oh my God, leaf cleanup is the worst time of year, mm. and I would like to be anywhere else right now. But it's also a time when you know, we, we reflect on and we seek out some of those places locally that are absolutely haunted. 
We've put together a pretty good list for the listeners here. Yeah, uh, these these places have been fact checked, um, peer reviewed, peer reviewed. Uh, the first we got uh, the basement of Peanuts on the north side. R.I.P. Peanuts. R.I.P. Peanuts. Um, I think it's like a artisanal mac and cheese <laughs> place that plays vintage <laughs> jazz and hip hop records now. But it, at once upon a time, many moons ago, it was a place where Northsiders on East O could um, imbibe um, at any time of the day. Uh, legend has it that uh, there was a man who we actually have seen, but Northside Big Bird, um, who not just on Halloween, but would wear the top of a Big Bird costume, uh, casual from the waist down, mm-hmm. but a very dirty Big Bird costume. Um, legend has it that he went down there um, and never came back up. It was it was a scary place. Um, one of the big features of the Peanuts restroom, which was down in the basement, is when you got down there and you opened the door, a thousand flies would have, would emerge from their slumber, and mm-hmm. you'd be like, "Oh God!" And you'd do your business as quickly as possible right. and leave. One time, Tad and I were there, uh, and a gentleman, uh, rather unkempt gentleman, set a duffel bag down on the on the bar oh on the God. table in front of us and was like uh, hey hey there's a bag over here with some stuff and if you guys want to go through it just just go ahead and go through we're like yeah maybe okay, are you good on the back uh, maybe no, yeah no, maybe well thank, okay thanks man 30 seconds no seriously man go go through that bag there's a bunch check it out rifle through it <laughs> let's take, see what's in there take a look there's shoes uh, in there. Uh, shoes, what? Good. Yeah, aggressively yeah. being told to go through someone's duffel bag <laughs> at Peanuts. I, uh, I wear so. I wear orthotics, sir, and I, I don't I have to be very cautious of. Yeah, that was a strange and powerful moment. Mm-hmm. All right, next on our list here, John. Parkway Center Mall. Ooh. About as spooky as it gets. I know that the mall. I did a little research. I know that the mall opened in 1982. Um, and you know, in it was closed in uh, I think like 2012 or 2013 mm-hmm. when like the last Kmart closed. Was that a Super K? I believe. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It was not to be confused with Big K, right? Which is its own other thing. Mm-hmm. But for so so long, and I used to work in Green Tree. You, you had to get something, and it, like, had to be at Kmart, you know? Yeah. So you'd run in there, and every time you go in there, you, like, you just kind of peer to the left down the long hallway of, like, empty storefronts, because it was the comic book store, and it was Super K, and that was it. Because I don't really think the Giant Eagle counts as part of that mall. Mm-mm. But now that it's been raised uh, in 2016... It's sort of the land that it sat on sort of acts like a uh, its own haunted I want revenge um you know plot not mm. unlike pet cemetery right the ground is sour putrid you, how long has it been since you've seen pet cemetery long time it's probably worth a rewatch well you have a young kid you should not yeah, re- you should not freak, rewatch freak me out. pet cemetery if you yeah. were the, if you were the parent of a toddler uh, PSA: Don't rewatch Pet Cemetery. <laughs> yeah. <Oof. laughs> What's next, John? What do we have next on the list uh, here? Down uh, Greenfield Avenue, if you get down to Hazelwood by the train tracks and the old brownfield where 
the steel mills used to be. Um, there's a long stretch that runs along the river. Pretty scary at night. Um, a lot of people don't know about this, but it's uh, urban legend that uh, Wiz Khalifa, right, grew up in that area, went to Alderdice High School. <clears throat> um, urban legend is that he actually had a brother um, who was also a rapper who went by the name of Jizz Gazebo. And um, he used to walk by the train tracks and, you know, rap. And legend has it that he just kept going and going and going until he got to the Glenwood Bridge. Um, and then he disappeared. Some folks say that if you go down that area where CMU has bought up a lot of the tech space. Point Park, I think, is moving in as well. Yeah, the, um, the real innovators and in, in leader in, in tech and research. Right. Uh, I think some folks have reported recently that um, they can hear Jizz Gazebo spitting bars. <laughs> Look it up. It's I mean, it's well documented on, on the internet. I, I'm... I'm going to go out and say this. I think this is the least shocking one on our list. The Montour Trail and many, many spots on the Montour Trail. Uh, there, speaking of gazebos, there's that spot um, where there's the gazebo like uh, behind Ikea hmm. down on the Montour Trail where like people's dogs get bit by copperheads. That part sucks and is definitely haunted by some sort of ancient... Uh, I don't know, Copperhead Mystic. There's the tunnel, which is like in Imperial, which is very creepy. And all the water down there is like a color of what I assume to be like fracking juice, mm. where probably nothing can live. It's not a good spot. Also, near the tunnel, which is close to my alma mater, West Allegheny, 10 years ago, there was a, uh, a repeat masturbator. The Montour masturbator was lurking around those parts. Lurking and jerking. Lurking and jerking the gherkin <laughs> on an old rails to trail project. No, but that was like a real thing and a real problem. And I remember they posted his picture on um, a local news site. And I like fully expected it to be someone I went to high school with. Mm -hmm. Unclear if it was, looked a little bit older. But uh, the guy was wearing gray sweatpants, and I'm like, "Oh, of course." This is the not all people that wear gray sweatpants are lurk jerkers, but all the lurk jerkers are wearing gray sweatpants. Correct. That's correct. Pretty scary stuff. So there's our list. Go and check them out. Yeah, if you're a, if you're a ghost enthusiast, um, check out all these places we named. You won't be disappointed. And also, tell us what we missed. What are the haunted spots that we missed? Please drop them in the comments, uh, particularly on YouTube. Because um, we know that there's more out there. Mm -hmm. The truth is out there, if you will. Uh, so hit us up with those, or, or you can send us an email, untitledpittsburgh at gmail.com. All right, even though it was a losing effort, it's my favorite part of the show. It's a smash dick, full bush. Mm play of the game. Smash dick. Full bush. Hell yeah. Yep. Feels like we weren't chasing seven points for a whole half. Nah. Makes me feel way better. I'm yes. freaking excited. Yes. Remember, to get your smash dick full bush shirt, pghclothing.com slash sdfb. 
These are quality shirts, John. I wore mine over the weekend. You got to get your drip right, right? Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, that's what the kids say. The fit, the way you look, they call that drip. PGHclothing.com slash SDFB. We got to give it to our man, George Pickens, this week. Getting off the schneid, getting his first touchdown of the year in dramatic fashion. And, I mean, certainly, you know, if you're if you're handing out criticism to Kenny Pickett, uh, he is, like, the reason for the emergence of George Pickens. Mm. And, that you know, this dude is a playmaker. When you get him the ball, the tiptoe catch. Just throw him the ball every time. Just uh-huh. keep throwing him the ball. And, boy, and the blocking has been sweet, too. He's awesome. God, is the blocking sweet. Yeah. I like that he's, like, a lankier, skinnier dude, too. Kind of reminds me of myself. George Pickens does not remind <laughs> uh, me of you in any way. <laughs> Jesus, God. Philip? Philip, you, you frightened me. That's a good boy. I don't see how Matt Canada survives the season. I were too deep in the Kenny Pickett game to to switch horses now. And I'll tell you what, I think it would be like this with either of the other two options. And like we said several shows ago, after the Jets lost, when Kenny first made an appearance, this is much more fun. Do you miss Fickner? No, but name any other Steelers offensive coordinator, and I would tell you that I miss them. Mm. Fair. I mean, Todd, like, look, Todd Haley, Arians, Malarkey. Give them to me. Bring them back. <laughs> look, Fickner, uh, you know, that was the same thing, right? Yeah. That was, we, we had, it was a, it was just a different, this is vanilla. This is French vanilla, and Fickner's was like vanilla bean mm. in terms of flavoring. I guess vanilla ice cream is a lot better when. All the ingredients are tip-top. And you're not two and five. Yeah. So, we got a call regarding the Steelers' offensive woes and Matt Canada. I'm not seeing Philip. 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 I seem to have lost my high counsel. It's weird. A very intelligent rat who's prone to violence. It's a little concerning. Um, but we got a call on the hotline. Hit us up there, 412-368-6375, or 412-DUTOES5. Just like Lou Bega said, baby. DUTOES number five. <laughs> yeah, that, the whole song was a euphemism about his foot fetish, yeah. which we are cool with. Well, we got a call uh, on that hotline, and... Let's, I, I guess this guy makes a lot of really good points. Let, let's take a listen. John, Tad, Benstonium. This is Dave checking in. First time, long time over here. I love the show. Calling because I need to get something off my chest regarding fan discourse. For all those screaming, fire Matt Canada into a pint glass or at your significant other who stopped listening or into the Twitter machine, you need to have a currently available replacement to back your point up. We're smack dab in the middle of the NFL and college football season. There's not some offensive mastermind just waiting around. Well, maybe one, but I'll get to him in a bit. 
had the least resistance for the Steelers is current quarterback coach Mike Sullivan, but his two previous offensive coordinator stints were short-lived and uninspiring. The guy who actually has the chops I referenced earlier is Sean Payton, but only an idiot would think he's a viable option. Look, he got Paul friggin' Blart to portray him in a movie. Okay, he's not getting off the Fox Sports lot for any less than a zillion dollars in a head coach slash GM joint role that only fascists like Bill Belichick or Bill O'Brien get. Plus, I don't think Tomlin's going anywhere, nor should he. Okay, Sean Payton's not happening. We shouldn't make a move in season just to do it, but we definitely need a new OC this offseason. There's a lot of worthy names, but let me throw one long shot at you. What if the next offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers is Matt Ryan. Frank Reich has benched his ass for the sixth-round draft pick Sam Ellinger, a.k.a. the kid who declared Texas back about 10 years too early. Matty Ice has turned into a puddle of lukewarm mediocrity, so why not hang him up and step into the coaching ranks? And if I may be so bold, isn't a more athletic Matt Ryan a damn near perfect ceiling for Kenny Pickett, a cerebral, calm under pressure, quick-trigger field general? Sounds familiar. Now add KP's athletic ability, we may be onto something here. Ryan had a good NFL career, which peaked in 2016 when he was named regular season MVP and almost won a Super Bowl under offensive genius Kyle Shanahan. Maybe he can bring a version of that offense to a team led by a play caller with similar attributes. Who knows? Maybe Matt Ryan's going to hold on too long like Chet the Rocket Stedman from Rookie of the Year where every time he tries to throw a ball a gnarly guitar solos shreds and he grimaces and holds his shoulder or maybe just maybe he ages like charlie conway from mighty ducks acknowledges he can't athletically keep up with his peers and moves his talents behind the bench where we can all benefit from it so in closing if you're going to blame canada have a realistic replacement at the ready maybe it's matty ice or maybe we should just go grab someone from tequila cowboy what do you guys think great call by dave there Hmm. some good references some elite references, especially like the Charlie Conway one, because uh, in this analogy, it would imply that someone on the coaching staff is having sex with Matt Ryan's mom. Which is entirely possible. Pretty much the foundation of the whole call. Anyway, look, <laughs> I know that that, I mean, that sounded, it was a little tongue-in-cheek, but also Matt Ryan right now, like as a, as someone who lost their mind, rage quit on the Colts, and then a week later uh, told Canada to get the hell out. This is my office now. And give me that, leave that stupid hat in the trash on your way out. Right. Sounded pretty appealing, man. Yeah. <laughs> He'd have to want to do it. But also, I don't know, just maybe I resent Matt Ryan, and this is my resentment talking, but like, I don't know, pretty psychologically broken after losing that Super Bowl the way that he did. He could be a little unhinged. Matt, if you're listening, I'm going to walk into Frank Reich's office, tell him to suck it. Yeah. And, yeah, fold your jersey, set it on his desk, tell him you're done, and then as Frank Reich's like, what's that smell? And, like, touches the jersey and feels that it's, like, warm and wet. Don't even tell him you peed on it. Yeah. Like, it's going to be so obvious that you peed on it. Just walk out, get in your vehicle, and then what, four and a half hours, show up at Mike Tomlin's house crying, 
saying right. you made a mistake and you need a job. That's how you draw it up right there. It's a good play call. <laughs> it's a great movie, I think, yeah. too. Yeah. And it really couldn't be any worse. Binley on now to the Eagles, the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. A lot of big questions coming into this game. Mm-hmm. Got one for you. What's the over-under on how far into the game the broadcast does a little back-to-commercial uh, bit on the Steagles? <laughs> That's what we want to know here on our show. <sighs> Almost immediately. Right? If I say 11-minute mark, second quarter, you taking the... You think it's going to be sooner? Way before. Okay. Maybe pregame. All right. Uh, it depends on where you start counting the yeah. coverage. It's going to be a lot. They combined teams. Did you a lot know? Of folks didn't know that. There's World War II. <laughs> right? Boy, that is that just gets so tiresome. And I'll tell you what. You're never you never hear like the for a time, one season, they were the Steagles. You never hear that, and you're like, hey, you know what? <laughs> I like these guys. Yeah. I have a complicated relationship with the Philadelphia Eagle fan base. They were, you know, they beat the Patriots in that Super Bowl, and it was plus so 10. important for my mental health at the time. That was huge. Because um, that was the era when it was like, he's just going to keep winning the Super Bowl every year and Tom Brady yeah yeah it was just yeah so I owe the Eagles one that being said which it was which it was F- those dirty birds mm-hmm. uh Philly sucks and we're gonna beat them yeah I guess that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you does this matter at all like does this I mean I guess it matters some because Philly people that went to Pitt and then stayed here and uh, patronized the artisanal uh, grilled cheese slash art gallery um, depot that mm. it used to be Peanuts. Right. It's also a coding cafe. Coding boot camp. Yeah. It's, a, it's a collab space where you can get an artisanal grilled cheese, kick Do your a bit feet of coding. up, and learn C++ or right. whatever. Um or cheetah, you can learn cheetah there. Anyway, yeah. yeah, like I guess from the perspective of being ball bagged by Philly transplants. Right. By the way, these people never live in Philly. They always are technically just outside of Philly. Yeah, and not even like just outside. Like they are from like the Pima tuning of Philly. Mm-hmm. Swagger jacking. Right. Dead silent. Never knew they were Eagles fans until um you know, and you're sure they don't participate in the type of behavior that I would right. and would get me killed in any other city by being obnoxious. But that's their choice. That's beside the point. Right, so from that perspective it's whatever, but I like this game because we have nothing to lose and the Eagles are undefeated. There is the burden of performance is squarely on the shoulders of the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, more like Bedalen flirts. Count it. Count that. <laughs> From downtown. Yes. Ah, whatever. Yeah. We're now the Joker. We are the spoilers. We are the darkness. 
Mm. We are the night. And it's not about us and our success anymore. It's only about bringing misery to other people. Not unlike Philip the Rat. Philip the Rat. Who? Wherever he is. Yeah, where's he at? Lurking around Liveberg Studios. Nibbling. I don't know. Then again, Philip, I feel like since you've domesticated him, he's kind of gone soft. Complains a lot. I don't you know, know if I've domesticated him. I'm not really afraid of Philip, is what I'm trying to say. Like, oh, look at me. I'm Philip the Rat. John, behind you. Huh? Phil. Hey, man. What's up? You just hanging out or. What's up? What's up, man? You good? That's going to do it for the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast. Um, huge shout out to Liveberg Studios. John has a big, uh, hopefully, a big uh, honky-tonk Halloween show this Friday at the Bloomfield Leader Toffel right off of Liberty Avenue. You can check out event details in the description below and get your tickets there. Big thanks to Ben Stonium. We want to hear from you. 412-DUTOS5. Give us a call on that hotline or reach out to us. Untitled Pittsburgh at gmail.com.